0: to episode 65 of the Clean Food Dirty Girl podcast. What's up? Today I am talking about sugar and one way to quit eating sugar if that's what you want to do. I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't. That is a choice completely up to you. Some people are I'm all about quitting. Some people aren't. So, what's best for you? I have no idea. But you probably do. (laughs) Maybe? Mm, Don't know. Uh, Sometimes we know what we want to do and what we need to do, and sometimes we don't. And that is okay. So, for anybody wanting to quit eating sugar or to cut down, this episode is for you. If this isn't you, You're like, no, I'm cool with my sugar intake at the moment, but you know somebody who is trying to give up sugar, then I would love for you to share this episode with them and then they can hear me. And if you're hearing this because somebody sent you this episode, well, hello, very nice to meet you. So first of all, uh, let's see, How, how do you know if you... Want to stop eating sugar? How do you know if sugar is problematic for you? So there's a couple of of things that you can look at. And for some of you, you might think, no, i I know problem or sugar, you know sugar is a problem for me. I know. You don't have to explain. I already know I'm ready to to do this. But if you're a little bit more on the fence with it and not sure if it's something that you want to experiment with, Here's a general kind of way to assess your sugar situation. If you are spending a consider considerable considerable <laughs> That one was hard. Okay, if you are spending a considerable amount of time thinking about sugar, thinking when you're going to have your next bit of sugar, thinking about what you're going to have, thinking about how you're going to have it, thinking about where it is, like is is the sugar you're going to eat um, in your kitchen? Is it at the grocery store? Is it at a restaurant? So when you use a lot of brain power to think about sugar throughout the day, this could be something that you want to look at. Um, if it's taking up a lot of your you know, a lot of your thoughts and a lot of space in your brain, then eliminating sugar or cutting back on sugar is just going to free up a lot of mental space for you so that you can use that for other things in your life. Now, if you're like, no, I love thinking about sugar all the time, then don't listen to me. Keep doing it. No judgment. And uh, it's not bad or wrong uh, either way. And you are not bad or wrong either way. Um, Another one is if you, when you eat sugar, even just a little bit, if it sort of creates a spiral that you kind of find yourself in and you are eating more and more and more and more sugar, right? So if you don't have any for maybe a couple days and then you have a cookie and then that cookie leads to three more cookies and then those cookies lead to you know, some chocolate. And then at the end of the day, there's ice cream. And then in the morning, maybe there's a sugary breakfast. So if, if you're someone who once you kind of start with sugar, you have a hard time avoiding it, then this, this might be helpful for you to look at. So those are two things. Um, also if you want to do some, some, some work on yourself, if you want to do, if you want to, um, kind of grow a little bit, anytime we We stop a behavior that is addictive in nature. We are giving ourselves an amazing opportunity to learn about ourselves and to grow. So that's one of my favorite reasons for doing things. Um, For me, I don't have a big sugar. Like sugar isn't a big one in my life. Now that said, I don't eat a ton of it and I try not to eat processed sugar very often and I think that if I would eat processed sugar very often, I definitely have the potential to eat it in excess and to think about it often and to kind of not be able to stop just because I have a really addictive personality and that's how I was with alcohol. When I hear people talking about sugar, and I hear people who are really struggling with sugar and who are really wanting to quit, it is often very similar to what I experienced myself with alcohol. It's a different substance, but the kind of loop that I was in with alcohol is very similar to the loop that I hear people in uh, with sugar who are really in that, in that. Uh, loop of craving it and uh, eating it and craving it and eating it and craving it and eating it and kind of staying in that in that pattern so I can definitely relate although it is it is not exactly the same but I can definitely relate and and I think that because I am just I'm aware of what I eat and I stick to eating the sugar that I do eat it, you know I stick to like very dark chocolate, and I don't eat that every day. Um, okay there's like there's moments. I've had moments over this past year where I was kind of eating some chocolate every day. I haven't been doing that for the past few months, but I might have like a little square or two um, at the end of a meal sometimes, right but I don't buy sugar and bring it into my house. like I'm not buying cookies or cakes or muffins or ice cream or donuts. Like I just don't bring that stuff in. Cause if I do, like, I know I'm going to eat it and then I'm going to want more of it. And then it just ends up, I end up being in that cycle. And I would rather spend my focus and, and my desire on other things. I don't want to, um, I don't want to I don't know, I don't want to give that real estate in my brain to sugar. Like there's a lot of other things that are much more pressing in my life that I need to give attention to. And so if I cannot be thinking about sugar for a big portion of my day, then that is going to help me in many, many ways. I can work on the things and focus on the things that are really gonna have a positive impact in my life Um, because really, if if I'm putting so much attention on sugar, how is that helping my overall life, right? How is that adding to the quality of my life? It's not, like I'll I'll be eating something in response to a craving and it will be enjoyable for the first, I don't know, 30 seconds, maybe a minute. And that's where it all ends. There's not a lot of return on that. (laughs) I would rather spend my, spend my brain power on other things, um, relationships and creative stuff and, uh, you know, moving my body and enriching my life and learning, learning new things. Um, so that's where I'm at with it, but we all have our own reasons. And just like anything, what I always tell people is that whatever you're doing, whatever choices you're making there is no wrong or right choice, right? Like it, it whatever choice you make is the right choice for you. And I just encourage people to look at the reasons why you're doing something and just make sure that you like the reason why. Right? Cuz we can make a choice and we might like the choice that we're making, but do we like the reasons why we're making the choice? Those are two different things. So maybe You like the choice to cut down on sugar, but once you look at your reason why you're doing it, maybe you don't love your reason why. Is there another reason, or can you? It doesn't make sense for you to make a different choice based on your reason, or is there something else you need to look at instead? I don't know. So take a look. If you're if you're really wanting to do this, take a look at your why and just like your why. And if you don't like your why, then That's a great place to kind of start pulling things apart a little bit and learning and um, getting creative and um, having more awareness about what you're doing and why. So, um, okay, the other reason I bring this up now is because I helped someone in our community uh, through a group coaching session. She is a plant-fueled life member and Uh, She was really interested in quitting sugar and she had tried many times in the past and she was struggling with it. So she came to a group coaching session and I coached her on it and she ate processed sugar that night. And then she put the technique that I coached her on into, into practice the next day. And it has been a solid year since she has had processed sugar. At some point, I would like to talk with her. Um, but for now, I just want to do a podcast on the coaching that I did with her and the the method that I used. So this isn't something that I made up. it's something that I learned in in coach training and that I use in my coaching practice. so basically, what it is is uh it's delayed gratification mm. one of the problems that i see for people when they are eliminating something from their life is this idea of this language that we use in our head mainly about not being able to have something i can't have this i shouldn't have this right um and so when you Let's just take sugar, for example. If I am, if I know I'm ready to quit and I'm done and I'm going to start today and I'm craving ch- like ice cream, for example, and I tell myself, nope, I can't have it. I can't have it because I'm not going to, I'm not eating that anymore. I can't have it. That language creates an emotion in me that is not useful for the action that I want to take. So the action that I want to take is actually an inaction, right? The action I want to take is to not eat the ice cream. But if I'm telling myself I can't have it, that creates some anxiety in me because we want what we can't have. So that's going to make the desire for that thing even stronger, which is going to make it even harder to avoid it. So that's the main thing that I see when people eliminate and that, you know, I mean, you could, this could be the same thing if you are eliminating cheese or eliminating alcohol or eliminating dairy or eliminating toxic people from your life. It can, the same thing applies, right? If, you, if we tell ourselves we can't have something, it makes, us, makes it harder for us to avoid it. And so that's the first thing is I don't recommend ever telling yourself you can't have it. So I suggest switching the language. This is the first thing. So instead of I can't, we tell ourselves I can totally have this. I'm choosing not to right now. I can have this. Yes, I can. And I'm choosing not to right now. And you could even add um, because of whatever reason you chose. Right? That's why having a reason that you really like is important because you're going to use that during this process. So if your reason for stopping sugar is because sugar is consuming you, and you want to be done with, with sugar consuming you and you really like that reason, then you could say, when that craving comes up, you could say, I can have this. I can eat whatever I want. I'm choosing not to because I no longer want sugar to consume me. Or I want a life where I am uh, consumed by things that will add to the quality of my life. You can spin it in whatever way you want, whatever whatever language works well for you. And you can play around. You can write down certain things, see what resonates. Okay, so never I can't, but in, and instead of I can't, I I can, and I'm choosing not to. That's the first thing. That's gonna that's gonna help the desire be less intense. Right? Because you're kind of like, no, you you totally can. It's okay, you totally can. And it's it just sort of there's a little bit of a release there. Um, as opposed to I can't, I'm not having this because I can't. And the truth is you can, because when you tell yourself, I can't have this, that's a lie because you can have this, right? You you can eat whatever you want. You're a grown ass human (laughs) and you can eat it. So that, that in itself isn't even truth, like isn't truthful. Okay. So the next thing that I recommend is this thing called delayed gratification. And this is the opposite of instant gratification. And, you know, instant gratification is fun. It's in the moment. It gives you that hit. It it creates a little bit of a relief, right? In your day. It, it gives you a little pause. It gives you a little break. It, it, it releases, um, you know dopamine in your brain and you kind of go ah so instant gratification yeah i understand like it feels good like right? there's a reason why we do that the problem is like i said it doesn't last and so no matter how many times you have instant gratification it's never really going to be enough um and so you'll always kind of hit a wall at some point so Delayed gratification is exactly what it sounds like. You are actively delaying the gratification that you have for something. You are not responding to a craving, right? You're not um, having a craving and eating something because of the craving, You're having a craving, telling yourself you can have the thing you're choosing not to, and you can have the thing tomorrow. So that's what I recommend. When you have a craving for something, you plan out at least 24 hours later that you're going to have the thing that you're craving. And you write it down, you put it on your calendar, you make a note of it, and you write down exactly what you're going to have exactly how much you're going to have and at what time you're going to have it so that your brain knows that, Hey, Oh yeah. Okay. I can have it. I'm just going to have some delayed gratification and I'm going to have it tomorrow. And this is the time or in two days or whenever you plan it, right? I'm going to have this thing on Friday. So I know that I'm going to chill and relax because it's coming. Like it helps us relax around this. So let's say Right now, as I'm recording this, it's Friday at twelve twelve p.m. And let's say I'm really wanting a cookie really bad or I'm really wanting three cookies really bad. And I tell myself, okay, well I can I can. I can eat the whole box if I want to. I can. And I'm choosing to have those cookies tomorrow. And then I'll look and say, okay, it's 12 o'clock. I'm gonna say tomorrow at one. So Saturday at one o'clock, I'm gonna put on my Google Calendar. Saturday, one o'clock, um, chocolate chip cookies, three of them. So I have my plan, right? And I, my brain knows that, hey, that's something that I'm going to look forward to and I can have it then. Now, tomorrow at one might roll around, maybe 1230. Maybe it's 1230 and I'm like, you know, I have on my schedule that I'm going to eat three cookies, but I don't really want them. Okay, well, you don't have to eat them. You can just cross it off your list and not eat them. And then if you have another craving, let's say at 1.15, you do the same thing. You say, okay, I'm having this craving. I can eat them. I'm choosing not to, and I'm going to put it on my schedule for tomorrow. Okay. So you can eat the cookies. If it's on your schedule, then do it, right? If you don't feel like doing it and you have a craving later, then do the same process and put it on the calendar for tomorrow. Now, if you get to the time on your calendar, and okay, so let's say for me, I put the cookies on my calendar for Saturday at one. And let's say it's Saturday at one o'clock and I'm like, yes, finally, I get to eat these, amazing. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take the three cookies, I'm gonna take them out of the box, I'm gonna get a plate, I'm gonna set them on the plate, I'm going to sit down at the table. I am going to look at them, smell them, and then I'll eat them slowly with intention. I will enjoy the process. I will savor every bite. I will notice the sound that they make in my mouth. I will notice how my mouth feels when they're in my mouth. I will, I will turn off the TV, turn off the computer, put down my phone, turn off any music. I will not talk to anybody. I will completely be in that moment with them. And I will savor the experience. And maybe what I find is they're not as good as I thought they were going to be. Okay, well, that's interesting. Good to know. Maybe I find that they're better than I thought they were going to be. Okay, also good to know. But I'm aware. I have that awareness because I'm paying attention and I'm not acting on a craving and having instant gratification. When that happens, usually what happens is you go for the box, you get a handful, you throw them in your mouth while you're on your phone, and you just keep doing it and you're not even paying attention. Right? When we act from a craving, it is much different. Like it's a, it has a much different energy to it. But when we act from delayed gratification, it's m- much more intentional. And so allow the whole process to be intentional, not just when you're going to eat the thing, but also how you eat the thing, right? What is around you? Allow there to be no distractions. Allow yourself to really enjoy that thing. Maybe what you find is you eat two and you're like, huh, I'm kind of good. I don't even, I don't necessarily want that third one. Okay, you put it back in the box and that's that. So that is delayed gratification. And you do that for as many times uh, are necessary. I think uh, the woman who I coached, I think she did this twice and that was enough for her. She did the delayed gratification process twice. And that was that. And then she didn't eat any processed sugar for an entire year. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. It really empowers you. And it, what it does is it allows you to make the choices instead of feeling totally disempowered and like you're white knuckling through something. White knuckling through shit does not work that is not sustainable. It might work the first couple of times, but after that, you're going to go back to the thing, you know? So, um, and I have one more thing that I want to share as well, um, about that. But if, if you are acting from delayed gratification, it's going to be such a different experience than when you're acting from a craving, a desire, an urge that process is going to be much different. And the more you do the delayed gratification sort of method, the less you'll need to do it, right? The less you'll need to do it because the more you will, um, I don't know, Have just you'll have more awareness over it. And it's just not as satisfying. It's not as satisfying to eat three cookies tomorrow as it is right now. <laughs> and once you kind of get out of that loop of, Um, reinforcing your craving, it's not going to be as satisfying and you won't do it as often. So the other thing is, okay, so what happens? Let's say I'm craving these these chocolate chip cookies and I have it on my calendar and I'm going to eat them tomorrow. So that already feels pretty good. That gives me a little bit of, um, that creates some space and some breathing room, but let's say I'm still craving them. I'm like, oh, I know that I'm going to have them tomorrow, but I still am just really having a craving. Then you have the opportunity to sit through a craving without acting on it. And that is all about um, being able to process the emotions that are coming up for you and being able to feel whatever's coming up without trying to make it go away. So I'm craving the cookies. I have it on my calendar. I think I'm going to eat them tomorrow at one. Great. Having a craving. Okay. What's coming up? I'm feeling agitated. Okay. Great. I close my eyes. I notice where that agitation is happening in my body. Maybe it's in my chest. So I go there. Okay. This is what agitation feels like in my body right now. And I just let it be there. I connect with it. I hold space for it, I don't make it go away, I just allow it to be there. It's almost like a ladybug that lands on your finger and you're just looking, you're just noticing, you're not going to wave your finger and, you know, flick it off, you're not going to move it, like you're just, like it's there and it'll leave when it's ready to leave and you're just watching it, right? You're not trying to make that ladybug go away. And you just see what comes up. And maybe once you pay attention for a couple of minutes, then it's no longer agitation. and It's kind of moved to sadness. Okay, now is, now is the invitation to sit with that sadness and just to acknowledge that sadness and just to allow that sadness to be there. Like nothing has gone wrong. The sadness is there. You can acknowledge it. You can feel it. You can breathe into it. You can honor it. Just because sadness is there, does that not mean that it shouldn't be there? doesn't mean that it's your job to make that sadness go away as quick as you can. Your job is to feel that sadness. Okay, so maybe you sit with that sadness and then maybe it turns into some irritation, some annoyance. Okay, that's fine. Where do you feel the annoyance in your body? Do you feel it in your throat a little bit? Do you feel it in your shoulders? Do you feel it in your stomach? Where is that annoyance? Can you just sit with it? Can you just be there with it? Can you just allow it? It's okay. It's not it's it's not going to hurt you. Being annoyed is not going to hurt you. Being anxious is not going to hurt you. Can you open up to it and have an open heart and just breathe into it and just sit there with it? And eventually it'll change. And then that the emotions that go along with the craving will pass. And then you'll be able to go about your day and without, you know, without eating the, the things that you're going to eat tomorrow and know that tomorrow is a new day. And tomorrow at one o'clock, that's when you're going to have your cookies. Voila. And then tomorrow you can, you can decide then if you want them, great. Eat them with total intention and focus. If you don't want them, then don't have them. And when another craving comes up, you do the same process again okay so that's kind of the process of delayed gratification along with a few other little things that are helpful um put this to work and see see how this works for you um if it's helpful and you have some progress with this i would love to know you can tag me in our private facebook group and the name of that group by the way if you are not in that facebook group going to give you the name of it so you can find us is plant-fueled life by clean food dirty girl and then the little sub tag is plant-based imperfectionists because none of us are perfect um so find us plant-fueled life by clean food dirty girl and of course plant-fueled life is our monthly membership where we have tons of meal plant whole food, plant-based meal plans and recipes. You can make your own meal plans. We have a ton of videos and how to's. So if you are interested in plant-based eating, that is the place to be super affordable, really powerful. Um, so if you do this and you're like, holy shit, this worked, I haven't had processed sugar for a week. Ah, Tag me in our private Facebook group. I would love to know, or you can always email me, uh, support, at cleanfooddirtygirl.com. I would love to hear your story. Um, I hope that this is helpful and I hope you have a wonderful week. Okay, talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, you are going to love Plant Fueled Life, our monthly membership where we help you eat more plants and celebrate that beautiful human imperfection that we all have. You can try it out for free for 10 days by going to the show notes of this episode and clicking on free trial. You can also go to our website, cleanfooddirtygirl.com and clicking on the banner at the top of the website, uh, click on start free trial, and that'll get you there too. Also, if you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoyed or if you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a solid and rate and review it so that other people can find it as well? Okay, thanks so much.